views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I want to welcome all of you. Welcome to the show. It's great to have all of you joining us here today. And I hope you enjoyed last week without me. I am so grateful for all of the hosts that have been able to fill in for me, and I really, really super appreciate it. You know, I'm just so honored to make sure that, uh, well, I'm just so honored to have so many amazing people that are here in uh, in our radio family. It's just really, really, really cool. We've got some amazing things we're planning for all of you. And I want to thank you guys for nominating us for the best of Western Washington. I had no idea you guys did that. Thank you so much, whoever you are that did that. Um, And we're not actually sure what to do about that, but I guess that I will call a couple of my friends who do know. Uh, And thank you so much for, for all of your support. Um, I, 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 I'm a little bit sad today. We have a great show. I'm going to say hello to Mr. Benny. Hello, Mr. Benny. I know you and I are really licking our wounds right now, aren't we? Yeah, uh, I don't really want uh, to talk about it that much. What happened? But, uh, again, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it's no. fine. There was a number of, number of things, but, you know, we're uh, moving forward. Bigger game uh, this next Sunday, so it's all good. Well, I, I, moving forward, yeah, it, 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 it's all about <laughs> moving forward. Um, yeah, uh, I'm glad I was, uh, outdoor gardening. I'm glad I was getting ready to clean up the, uh, summer stuff and, uh, you know, still some of the flowers out here, the geraniums. Oh my gosh, Benny, the geraniums are still alive and well. Well, we have beautiful, beautiful weather. That's what's happening. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, um, I really think that, you know, for many of us, you know, there are seasons. There are things that change. I think the question, though, is how well how well are we equipped to handle the changes? You know, where where are we in our cycle of life? Um, you know, I was listening to someone this weekend say to me, "Look at in every garden, you get some weeds. You gotta you get the weeds. The weeds are in the garden." What are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on, you know, the beauty that you're growing? Or are you going to focus on the weeds? Uh, and it's really interesting because I get to talk with my friend and colleague joining me here today, Jacqueline. Jacqueline is joining me here today. And if you don't know who she is, I'm going to tell you in a minute. Um, I'm actually going to have her tell you. We have been doing a series about her fabulous book, The Art of Healing Art. The Keys to Power and Awareness. 
Jacqueline Ripstein joining me here today. This is an eight-part series, and we have covered lessons one and two, three and four, five and six. Now we're looking at seven and eight. If you don't know who Jacqueline is, I'm going to tell you, she is internationally renowned artist. But more than that, she's more than that. You know, it is so interesting when I get to, um, I get to introduce people. Uh, and, and I always see these words on paper. And the words just never really quite say what it is that, you know, encapsulates everything about the people that join me on air. You know, if you think about talent and you think about gifts, every one of us, each and every one of us has those talents and gifts. There's no question about that at all. We have them. Now, what does it take to take our talents and gifts out in the world? Clearly, we've got to be able to pluck the weeds out of our garden. We've got to be able to make sure that we're caring for it, that we're tending the soil. We have to make sure that we are living in a place where we know that there's a purpose greater than ourselves, and that's what she has done. You know, as an author, as an artist, she has one of the most incredible, incredible messages that I've had on the show. And beyond all of that, she has developed a beautiful, beautiful uh, approach and technique for art where you get to see the invisible. And how do you do that? And ironically, by using a black light. How paradoxical is that? Jacqueline, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here today. It's wonderful to be here and hearing you, you know, talk about that you were a little sad today. And we've all yeah. been under the weather a little bit and tested, you know, because everything at the end of life is tested. Look at what lesson we need. We are going to approach today the stronger of all of them, which is the storms of life. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about this. Today, you and I get to talk about, um, you know, we get to talk about lessons seven and eight. Uh, we get to talk about, you know, transform a, a life of pain and confusion into a life of joy and abundance. And I, and I so love the, what we're about to talk about today. You know, Lesson 7 comes from the book, for those of you out there that have not heard us uh, create this series before. And by the way, we're creating a video series to go along with it, which is very, very cool. Um, lesson, all right, Lesson 7. You ready for this? The Storms of Life. The Storms of Life. I don't even know where to begin with this, except perhaps, it, by reading the quote that you have here as you open the book and you look at the storms alike. And, you know, Jacqueline, I have to tell you, you know, I, and I've said this to you before, every time I go back to the book and I look at the pictures, right, I see mm -hmm. things that I haven't seen before. And, and I went back and I looked at this and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is magnificent. So would you mind reading the quote that you have in the book, The Storms of Life, right at the beginning? where you start to okay. talk about everything flows out and in. Everything flows out and in. Everything flows. Everything has its tides. All things rise and fall. The pendulum swing manifests in everything. The 
measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. This is the Kibalion. And then it says, the storms of life stir our souls. To every action, there's always a reaction. Behind what is visible, there is always something invisible that subtly activates the material invisible experience. In life, there is an advance and a retreat, a high and a low, a rising and a collapse. There is an increase and a decrease of energy every second in the universe. Our own thoughts can drown us. The weight of anger shot through with pain can sink us. Stress can drown us. Life has its ups and downs, and both embrace a reward in us. The ups give, give us high moments a joy of joy and love. The downs teach us the lessons that will strengthen us. Lack of self-esteem restrains us. Identifying with the ego misguides us completely. Living in fear and darkness instead of light weakens us. Identifying with material things entraps us. Hmm. I want to talk to you about this because, you know, when we're looking at our life, the storms of life, um, one of the things you also go on to say is that the storms of life stir our souls. I got to tell you, my soul is getting a lot of stir. You know that James Bond movie? Maybe you don't know the James Bond movie. Maybe Benny can help me with that. Where James <laughs> Bond says, you know, it, it, you know, it talks about shaking, and I, I, I'm really, I, I'm really struck by the whole shaking, not stirred, the martini. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Shaking, not stirred. And I'm thinking that is a perfect metaphor for what we're talking about, you know, the storms of life. Jacqueline, I, I, when we come back from break, I want to ask you about why is it that the storms of life are an essential part of our journey? And what is the storm test? As a matter of fact, let's talk about that now. I think I may have to even skip the break. But why is it that we have the storms of life that have to show up in our, in, in our lives? You know, you heard me talk about the weeds, right? But what is yes. that storm test, and why do we have to experience this? Well, because the only way that we can be shaped, you know, from being in an automatic mode living life is through a storm. And unless you open consciousness in your daily and every second of your life living in consciousness, which we are constantly trapped by stress, movement, um, uh, the very low vibrations, anxiety, pain, war, and we're so trapped by it that then we go back to sleep again. So these storms come and hit us, slap us, you know, to say, wake up. You know, um, I, I, had, I heard that, I heard an expression, and maybe we can talk about this, the storm test. You know, and uh, and how they manifest. I was listening to someone uh, do a do a talk over the weekend, and what he said was, the greater the number of weeds you have in the garden, the more fruitful the harvest will be. And uh-huh. he, and he and, and what he was talking about, he, he was saying, look, they're just weeds. 
what are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on the weeds? Are you going to focus on the harvest? So I wanted to ask you that. You know, how do we how do we manifest and how do we know the storm is coming? Can they always be predicted? Okay, let me let me first answer the first question. Yes. First of all, the more weeds you have in the garden, it means that you have a higher level of of spirituality. And the less weaves you have in a garden is that, you know, you're starting. It's like coming in school from primary, going all the way to university. So university will have a lot of weeds. Primary and, you know, first grade, second grade would have very few, you know, weeds. Until we start mastering those lessons of life, and then, you know, once we start with the mastery, which means the mastery is all about us. You know, how much do I know myself? How much do I know that everything that's happening to me, I am manifesting that for a reason? And that reason is not always negative. It always has behind it, like you said, a fruitful spectrum to it. The only thing is that we get trapped in the moment by the storm. This painting path uh, was given to me in a dream in a December 5 of the same year of the tsunami. And when I saw it, when it came to me, it was a tormenting dream. And I saw huge waves destroying and a lot of people dying and destruction everywhere. And I I woke up with such an intense feeling that I took a canvas and I painted around 10, ten hours. And then I finished the painting. Obviously, I'm finished. It takes me a little while to finish. I sent it in the Internet saying, to my friends saying, there's a wave coming. There's, you know, there's going to be a lot of dead people. And my daughter asked me, where, mommy? I said, I don't know. She says, so why do you tell us? I said, well, <laughs> you know, it is coming. But I never thought it was going to happen uh, 16 days later, the, the tsunami in Malaysia. The only thing I can tell you is from the horrific dream that I had, I turned it around of saying, okay, these were storms that took certain people, but it really took all humanity with it. So that's why I painted the storms of life, because there's many kinds of storms. Sometimes we create our own storms. When we're not in peace with ourselves, we create those storms you know, all around us. We manifest people that will be part of the storm. We won't manifest people if we're in war inside of us. We cannot manifest people of peace around us. So that's wow. something very important to, to understand. And then, you know, you think, do we know? Usually a storm has a root, and it has a development, you know, like the weed. You don't know how it really started, but suddenly the weed starts showing a little bit of it, and then a little more, and then a little more. Are we able to see that there are weeds in our garden? That's the whole thing. Mm. Wow. 
you know, Jacqueline, I want to just, uh, you know, this is such a very, very powerful lesson. Uh, Benny, thank you so much. I think we'll skip the break. Um, I, I, I don't really know in my own mind, I don't really know how to talk about this very well, not in the way that you've just described it. Um, but I will tell you this, you know, um, there are many, many things that show up in our lives. You know, someone said to me, uh, and again, over the weekend, it's funny that this came up over the weekend. Someone said to me, you know, the greater the storm, uh, the, uh, the, the greater the storm, the greater the reward or the greater, what, what, what did they say to me? The greater the storm, the greater the gift. That was it. And I thought to myself, wow, uh, given, you know, some of the things that have been happening, you know, in your life and my life, we're probably going to have a bonus given to us. So I wanted to ask you about that. Why is it that that law operates in that way? And, you know, what I'm referring to is in your book, right, when you talk about this, um, it's just this is I, I actually have gone back and have read this again. You know, you talk about the fact that many times we've created our own storms. Um, but you also say we must confront the challenges and use them for our growth. But then you go on to say resistance creates more pain. And yet all of us know how to dig, 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 dig deep in there. You talk about faith and hope and knowing that our spirit is eternal and that the Creator will take us by the hand. So I want to talk about this in terms of what it takes to get through the storm and how important faith is. As resistance creates more pain, because when you're resisting it, you're not in the flow. In fact, when we are resisting, we get ourselves totally out of balance. So the difference is black and white. When we are in the flow, we are in hope, we are in faith. Those faith, hope, love are instruments to balance our lives, balance ourselves, and get us out of any storms. Look at the miracles that are done daily in life. I've had a lot of times I wonder about those. And those miracles are done by people who never lost the faith, who never lost hope. Now, as humanity, are we losing hope? Are we losing faith? Because even if I or you or any other person or many other people do not lose hope, if one of us loses hope, we are affecting humanity mm -hmm. in the large. So it's part of we're living in several ways. We're living as individuals. Yeah. We're living in a society, we're living in a yeah. civilization, but yeah. then in reality, our soul is living in a dimension that's invisible, and that is the one that's really activating our life and our body and everything you see. I call it the battery energy of our body. You know, it's really the yeah. one that keeps us our life. Kabbalah says that 99% is illusion. 1% is reality. When we are in that 1%, look at the amazing thing. 99 would be the ego and illusion. How easy it is to fall into that 99. How
how difficult it is to just be that one percent and be the reality. Mm. You know, Jacqueline, one of the things that you also say, and I want to talk with you about this, is that you painted the storms of life after a dream. And then you went on to say, I I should say a nightmare. Now, uh, it's it's interesting, um, you know, when you when you did this, you said you painted it uh, or you had the dream December 5th, 2004, 2004 and the month of December of 2004, right before my birthday was one of the most difficult years of my life from a physical point of view, my body from coming Uh down with a mystery disease. And this is what you talk about in this chapter. Tell us about the nightmare. I I was really struck after reading this again, and I thought, oh, my gosh. She and I were, like, having the same moment back then. Can you talk a little bit about it? The year I started to get sick eventually, and I lost total energy. My immune system totally shut down. Uh, I had a brain tumor. That's the year it passed. 2005, I must have started around um, July, around there, and then it ended up 2008, and that's when I did the book, you know, between those years, and that's what that storm promoted on me, you know, to just, uh, I felt so uh, much with disability, and uh, at the beginning, I was fighting it and uh, and really resisting it. And then once you let go and you say, this is where I am now, there's no judgment, you know, I'm okay, yeah. everything is okay, I'm manifesting something like I am now with my voice again, and I'm manifesting something because there's something my body's telling me and the consciousness of my body needs. One of the things that is happening to us now is that because the vibrations are so high, sometimes our body has challenges in picking up those virtual vibrations because we're still matter. And matter has a certain way of picking up energy. It's not the same as the soul. The soul vibrates much higher. So, Again, going back to the painting, it was really very um, strong. And one yeah. of the scenes I saw in my in my nightmare, like you said, it is, <laughs> uh, was a man holding a baby, drowning and holding a baby up, oh. you know, to to save the baby. And a few years later, my daughter Stephanie said to me, "Mom, do you know that there was a..." of a man holding a baby and the baby looks exactly like the one you painted. And that made me wonder, Pat, if it was given to me in a dream, was it already meant to be? What is, wow. Was it a tool and an instrument to clean humanity from a certain level we were at? Wow. I, you know, this is so fascinating because as you and I are talking about this, you know, when we're in the middle of the storm, our focus is so on the storm, we don't, we don't really take a moment to step back enough to think that, okay, this, I'm in the middle of a storm, but this too shall pass. You see, this too shall pass. And, you know, 
one of the things that um, I've often thought about myself is that, you, you know, this is a way for me to see the vision. Because obviously I'm not paying enough attention without the storm. So there must be something in the storm that must get churned up. You know, there must be something in the storm that really points to that. Tell us about the picture and tell us about what the painting was that that was manifested from this and what the invisible image is. You know, if you think about your own analogy, Pat, about the weeds, if we ask ourselves why the weeds grow by themselves in our garden, you know, what the, uh, what do we do to attract those weeds? And how do they come to us? You know, how do, does the seed fly into our garden, you know? And is my earth, um, my uh, soil more attractive to the weeds than somebody else's? Would my soil be a soil that really needs the weed in order to refresh the soil? And then mm-hmm. going back to, to what you're saying, and, and it's, it's really very, you know, strong. Because all life in Earth is connected by the same energy. Mm-hmm. And we are all manifesting and we're all vibrating within this planet. So when we are tested, we are tested sometimes not only as human beings, entities, but as civilization. Mm-hmm. I believe, Pat, that in this moment we're being tested very strongly by negative forces. Why? Because those are activating very strongly not the light forces. Mm-hmm. Now, are we able to, to know that if I focus in anxiety and on all negativity that's surrounding me and the news and everything, what happens is, the other day I posted it in uh, Facebook. If we're watching horrific scenarios, uh, for horrific scenes, which is part of these storms that we're living now, that are active now as humanity, mm. watch those. There was a psychiatrist and a scientific man talking about them. Do you know that the mind takes that program? Yeah. And because the pain is shocking so hard that what happens, it insensitizes us. Did you know that? Yes, I do know that. You know, and we become more and more desensitized, you know, to the point where, you know, we lose the color in our life. Do you know what I mean? By when I say we lose the color in our life in that yes. way, you know, desensitization yes, yes, to me is black and white. Yeah, in fact, I have here a little quote in this, uh, in page 118, that says, Colors help us discover the hidden secrets of life. They reveal our emotional states. But I also have here, if we focus our mind on the light, we will strengthen our, our immune system. Vice versa, if we're focusing on darkness, we're weakening our immune system. Mm. We're falling into the storms. We're falling under the waves instead of coming up, you know, and, and 
um, if you're lighter. But if yeah. you're not lighter, the weight will take you down, right? Right, exactly. Exactly. So we're going to take a short break, Jacqueline. That this happens, Pat, and we're not only living isolated storms, we need to be aware that we're living massive uh, communal storms. And yeah. we need to write them together in the sense of giving each other faith, giving each other support, like you were saying, you're very lucky yeah. to have. And, and having that support, you know, we we are able to move forward in those very difficult tests yeah. in uh-huh. life. Well, I want to do this. I want to go to take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about what happens to us in the middle of the storm. You know, what is it about guilt, about shame, about the stories that we tell ourselves? And how does that lead to, are you ready? Lesson eight, confusion, confusion. Now, this is really very important in that if we are in a storm and we are confused, the laws of the universe don't know what the heck to send us except more of a storm. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Jacqueline Richstein joining me here today. We'll be right back, everyone. We're going to give you lots of information. Stay tuned. Desperate for changing, starving for truth. Closer to where I started, we're chasing after Women and Wisdom Fall Festival is right around the corner. Join them at the North Seattle Community College Conference Center October 11th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free admission. Festivities include a silent auction, healers, educational booths, delicious food, and a variety of vendors. Don't miss this fun-filled event. For more information, visit womenofwisdom.org. That's womenofwisdom.org. See you there. If you or anyone you love has a degenerative or bulging disc, you need to know the doctors at Wellness One of Bellevue and Eastgate. For bulging discs of the back and neck, they use the DRX-9000 spinal decompression machine. It gently creates negative pressure on the specific degenerated disc that allows the body to naturally repair itself. No drugs and no surgery. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net to learn more about spinal decompression at Wellness One of Bellevue and Eastgate. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. In retirement, will you outlive your money? It's a common question for people approaching retirement, but it doesn't need to weigh on you. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. In fact, 93% of clients who have had the Confident Retirement Approach conversation feel more confident about their retirement. Call Jeff Packman, Financial Advisor, at 425-453-0272 for your confident retirement conversation today. 
Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. Percentage based on Ameriprise Financial Confident Retirement Client Survey as of December 2013. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated. A registered investment advisor, Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Hey everybody, welcome back. You know, I'm so thrilled to be working and uh, having this conversation with Jacqueline. I just want to say to, to everybody out there, the book is beautiful, The Art of Healing Art, The Keys to Power and Awareness. But beyond the beauty of, of the paintings that are referenced in here and are shown in here, uh, is the beauty of the words and the power, the power of what Jacqueline has put together. What's the best way for people to find out more about you, for folks to get a copy of your book, Jacqueline? Uh, they can go a few ways. Uh, one of them is go to my website, to www.theartofhealingart.com. By the way, it just came out last week in Spanish. So that's elatesanarte.com. And then they can get it with the name uh, Healing Art altogether, The Art of Healing Art. But Healing Art is one word in Amazon or iTunes. So when we, uh, when we before the break, we were talking about, you know, uh, the, the storm. You know, we were talking about the storms that come up in our lives. And you say, and you, and you go and you talk about guilt drowns us, prevents us from being connected to our light. And then I, I noticed that in lesson in lesson eight, which is confusion, right? You mentioned mm-hmm. confu- you mentioned guilt again. But you know, th- here's what you say here to open this up. You say, according to the book of Genesis in the Old Testament, when men wanted to reach heaven, God God confused their language. Uh, God wanted to punish mankind for its arrogance in building the Tower of Babel to get to heaven. But you go on to talk about you know, why we continue to speak in languages without understanding each other. You know, is, is it the language that separates us, or is it the lack of understanding among, among us and our false beliefs? Boy, I'll tell you, this is a big question in conversation. Um, gotcha. You know, confusion, I have never heard anyone really talk about confusion as a lesson. How is it a lesson for us? Oh, it's an amazing lesson because, as you were saying a little while ago, without us realizing that we're confused, we are confused. And the beginning of confusion starts in thinking that I am my body and not my soul. That's the beginning of it. Mm. So now, when we're once I get trapped by the false belief that I am a body, what's next? that the ego system dwells in it and feeds from this 
program, let's call it that way. Hmm. You know, Jacqueline, one of the things that I know throughout my life that I've said to myself, and I'm sure I've said it to others, is how unclear. And one of the things you say is the opposite of being confused is to be clear, balanced, and enlightened. And, you, you know, a lot of times you know, we have the ability to bring clarity into our lives. We also call it intuition. We also call it, you know, this state of knowing. I like to think about it, about it as a state of knowing, where in, in, in any given moment, you know, there is a knowing that happens even in the mundane aspects of our lives, right? It's not always like we wake up and lightning strikes every day, right? Um, no. But tell us about confusion and the painting that you've created to represent it. Well, this painting, as you can see here, was done in 1977, and I was very worried about humanity's future, you know, and I was just seeing that the world was getting deeper and deeper into confusion, into more uh, stress, into more identities, into more false beliefs, into more separation. The moment I think I'm separated from you, even though we both had the drops from the same light, that moment I'm creating a false world for myself. The moment I think that I am something that you're not, that's a belief. Yeah. Or I'm a certain religion and you're not. We are separated. At the end of the day, what is separating us, Pat? Our thoughts, mm. our false beliefs, our false identity. Mm. Uh, you, you know, Mr. Benny, uh, did I did I just lose Jacqueline? No, no, no. I'm here. I finished. Sorry, I was waiting for you. Well, you know, Jacqueline, one of the things that I that you go on to talk about uh, in in this chapter, and I was really struck by this. I was really struck by this. Is the conversation of guilt? And I want to just read this for a minute. Um, you say our our life's main lesson is to transmute from being trapped in the reign of shadows to discovering and revealing our light. I love that. But then you go on to say is guilt is a betrayal of ourselves. It is a pathway to sabotaging, sabotaging our lives. Guilt is a way of torturing ourselves constantly. To heal it, we need to learn to let go of our self-criticism and replace it with acceptance and self-forgiveness. You know, and you go on to talk about guilt even more so. And I, and I just wanted to talk with you about that. You know, what's the relationship between guilt and confusion? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's part of chaos. You know, guilt is a, it's a way of sabotaging our own lives. It's a way of, instead of, of knowing that I, I'm doing the best I can, I bring in guilt to even give myself a stronger slap. And then out of that slap, what comes more confusion. Mm -hmm. So instead of giving myself love, I'm giving a, a, myself a slap with every guilty feeling mm -hmm. I'm creating. Because guilt is not embedded in the system. 
system of a human being, but it's yeah. something we have invented and created. A baby is not born with guilt. No. No, it's not. I mean, none of us are when we think about it. You know, we're not. We're not born with guilt. We're not born no. with shame either. Um, and yet, if we live our lives in guilt and shame, you know, what happens is, as you talk about so beautifully, you know, in the book, you know, you talk about this idea that um, the confusion comes from a, a non-connected or a separated from source, a separation from God, you know, where we live in the guilt and shame uh, of our lives and can't really get our way, can't find our way out of that. I mean, I don't know how many of us, you know, live in guilt and shame, and we don't think we do, Jacqueline, right? But if you think about it, um, there's so many things we criticize ourselves about. And I wanted you to really talk to that uh, for a minute, if you could. Think about whoever told you or where did you hear these words. If you do not do this, you will be punished. Yeah. If you do this, you will have consequences. If you do this, you will regret it. Uh, yeah. All that creates guilt. Mm-hmm. And we've heard it in religion. We've heard it in our families. We've heard it with our friends. Yeah. We've heard it with our loved ones. And they don't use the word guilt, or they don't tell us that they're bordering, bordering us into guilt. Sometimes guilt is a way of saying, I feel ashamed of what I did, or I feel ashamed of myself. If you use another synonym, you know, to it. Mm-hmm. Well, why would I be ashamed of myself if I'm learning daily? And I'm doing the best I can with everything I do. I'm a human being, and in any level that we are, we are all living, surviving, you know, and learning. Hopefully learning the lesson and moving on to the next, because, you know, if you get stuck by a, by a storm of life, you cannot Go to the next lesson and see what confusion is within you. Yeah. Yeah. So one is attached to the other. You know, it's like it's like studying the earth. You know, you have history, you have geography, and one is together with the other, and they both go part of studying the planet as a universe. So there's many levels of where to study something from. If somebody reads the book, let's say from the level of a low level of of awareness, when you finish, you will be in another level. If you reread the book, that's what you were saying at the beginning. You see different messages. Why? Because you're in a different level. You're in a higher state. You know, Jacqueline, one of the things also that I wanted to have you talk about is, you know, this idea of confusion. What you say is, you say, the the illusionary world nurtures confusion while balance creates clarity. Confusion births chaos. 
you go on to say, you know, beliefs of false identities, you know, create in us confusion. And, um, and, and I wanted to talk a little bit about why, why getting to a place of clarity is so important in having our light shine on the world. You know, because you ask questions later on in this chapter about what dreams do I want to manifest as reality? Is it possible to change all programming? And, you know, that's, those are important questions. And so, you know, talk, talk with us for a minute on uh, how powerful confusion is in blocking us from realizing our dreams and our purpose. Okay, first let me tell you that it is, Pat, it is not only an important question, it is an essential question. Mm. A question that is as important as the am I. You know, am I will tell you I am in the same question. If you, when we chapter that you love, I know the I am. When you say I am backwards, the same answer is within the question. And I'm going to read a little quote from page 132, which will answer what you were asking. The spiritual world hides behind the material world, just as the soul hides within the human being. So what happens, you know, and why is it so important to understand nowadays our presence and be part of those times of changes that are already shaking all of us. We're all being shaken nowadays. There's not one human being that's not being shaken in one way or another. In the level that I'm moving, I am being shaken. So if I'm, if I'm in a very dark level, I am going to a darker one. Because that shake is not going to bring me up. It's going to bring me even lower. Mm -hmm. If I am in a light level... I am going to go up because it's beca I'm becoming lighter. And again, to be light doesn't mean only light of, of uh, darkness and light. It becomes lighter. And that's something the Egyptians knew. The lighter I am, the lighter my heart is, the more I will ascend to my own divine being. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think that for many of us, you know, we, we think we're, we're, we're stepping out. We think we're moving to a place where, um, where we're, we're doing all, let, let's just say it like this. We're doing all the right things, right? And yeah. yet our light doesn't, our, our light doesn't change and our life doesn't change. Um, and I wanted to, to ask you about your own journey. When did the confusion, uh, dissipate in your own life. I mean, you're, you are the creator of this amazing technique, this art technique, where you bring the invisible uh, into reality. You, you know, how did the confusion uh, become, for you, clarity? Pat, I think that, like the ego, confusion is part of the ego. I don't think it ever disappears. You know, I think that we overcome states of confusion, then we see the light, and then again we are tested, and then we become confused of saying, why am I tested again? And, and sometimes we do not see very well 
know, between the veils. And what happens is that the more you are into the quest of finding your divine self, the more layers you will have to peel. Again, going back to your garden, the more weeds you will have to deal with. Mm. Every weed will contain a part of confusion and it'll have its own identity, right? Certain weeds weeds will have a stronger root. Other ones will have a a higher, you know, level of bigger size. Some will be more uh, hidden within the grass. So there's levels of darkness and ego and confusion that keep us going constantly. As long as we are in the planet Earth, we are going to the school of life and we have to attend to all lessons. There is not one we're going to escape from. I promise you that. Mm. Wow. You know, I, I think that when we think about, you know, certain things in our lives and we think about, you know, how to restructure our belief system, because that's part of what you're talking about here as well. Um, you say every belief, every identity we have acts as powerful resistance to true awareness, uh, veiling our true belief. Um, and, you know, so when I looked at this uh, even a bit closer, um, you, you invite us to check our connections to our inner belief. Uh, and then you go on to say it takes valor to recognize we had a fall in life. And it takes more courage to stand up again. That is so powerful. You know, what is your experience of that? And how does the, the painting you did demonstrate that to people? Well, you know, art for me is a silent language that talks from one heart to another. I've always viewed it that way. And I truly believe that an art piece is a very unique experience because from what you're going on and what you're living now, if you see the painting, maybe you see things I don't see. And from where I'm tested now, I would see the painting with probably a focus that maybe you cannot see. So it's very personal, you know, it's like doing a sculpture, you know. Every touch you give the sculpture, you're giving it a different aspect of its own life. Going back to Michelangelo, you know, like he used to say that it's just about peeling the rock in order to find what's already created. You know, we spend our lives looking for what we believe is our purpose and our passion, as if as if perhaps it doesn't already exist within us. And I wanted to thank you for all that you do. Again, you know, another great show. And talking about this, I can't wait till we prepare the video for this. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, one last question, and that is, when we look at lessons uh, seven and eight together, when we look at the lesson of, uh, you know, the storm in life and now confusion, uh, I'm really struck by that. I mean, if we looked at, for example, what happens during a hurricane, right, the storm, and what happens when the situation 
is, uh, you know, it is written with confusion versus with clarity and instruction, how different the outcome is. So I wanted to ask you if you wouldn't mind in for us leaving us with a personal message about the relationship between these two lessons and and what you wish for for our listeners today. Well, the tie-up of the two lessons, the storms of life and confusion, they all tied us up to uh, a recognition that we are moving in chaos, noise, war, disorder, guilt, and that is not the way to the light. You know, my whole prayer and and my whole wish is that we focus into the light of who we are. We focus into, even though we think that it's not there or, or we see evil things going on, as we focus on that, we will awaken to create that shift of awareness that we all need to manifest and awaken humanity. It will be the only way, path to create the world of peace for our children and their children. Mm. Wow. Jacqueline, thank you for a fabulous, fabulous show. It is so, so very wonderful to, to have you on the show. Again, tell people the best way to find out more about you. Thank you, Pat, and thank you so much for you, who you are and your support. And I truly admire you. You're an amazing human being. And, you know, the more you dwell in your things, the more, the higher you're, you're manifesting yourself. And thank you for that and for having me. Again, you know, it's theartofhealingart.com. And at Amazon, they can order the book in the Art of Healing Art as well with PayPal. Or they go to Amazon uh, doing the Art of Healing Art, Healing Art, one word. And in Spanish, com. And we, they can also see my art in JacquelineRibstein.com or iTunes, the book. Right. Wow. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you so much. I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on here at the show. For more about us, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. Also, go ahead and go to Facebook, The Dr. Pat Show, Twitter, The Dr. Pat Show, and TheDrPatShow.com. If you've missed any part of this, stay tuned. We're going to be uh, having the archive of this up along with the video that will be created, as we have done for all of the lessons, thanks to my friend and colleague, Jacqueline. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. And again, we've got some really super things planned for you uh, coming up, including an in-studio listener day. All right, everybody, we'll see you next time on the show.
Southern Wisdom Fall Festival is right around the corner. Join them at the North Seattle Community College Conference Center October 11th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free admission. Festivities include a silent auction, healers, educational booths, delicious food, and a variety of vendors. Don't miss this fun-filled event. For more information, visit womenofwisdom.org. That's womenofwisdom.org. See you there. If you or anyone you love has a degenerative or bulging disc, you need to know the doctors at Wellness One of Bellevue and Eastgate. For bulging discs of the back and neck, they use the DRX-9000 spinal decompression machine. It gently creates negative pressure on the specific degenerated disc that allows the body to naturally repair itself. No drugs and no surgery. The website is bellevue.wellnessone.net to learn more about spinal decompression at Wellness One of Bellevue and Eastgate. That's bellevue.wellnessone.net. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. In retirement, will you outlive your money? It's a common question for people approaching retirement, but it doesn't need to weigh on you. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. In fact, 93% of clients who have had the Confident Retirement Approach conversation feel more confident about their retirement. Call Jeff Packman, Financial Advisor, at 425-453-0272 for your confident retirement conversation today. Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. Percentage based on Ameriprise Financial Confident Retirement Client Survey as of December 2013. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Incorporated. A registered investment advisor, Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Holistique Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistique Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. 